What's going on, Slorpreneurs? It's your host, Taylor Armstrong here. This episode, it is a little unique because we talk specifically about email marketing in solar. I've had a lot of marketing experts on, but no one really that has talked specifically about email marketing. So I know you're going to love this episode. It's with Fabian Royale. He's the first guy we've had on from another country, and he's crushing it with commercial online lead gen using specifically email marketing. Enjoy the episode and let's jump into the intro. What do you call an underground group of solar professionals on a mission to create a more sustainable world? We call ourselves solarpreneurs. And while some might call us crazy, foolish, and dissatisfied with the status quo, we're the ones taking action to create a better future for ourselves and the world. Solarpreneur is dedicated to give you, the solar professional, the tools, skills, technology, and mentorship to take the industry by storm and sell more solar with less effort. We are solarpreneurs, and this is our story. What do you call an underground group of solar professionals on a mission to create a more sustainable world? We call ourselves solarpreneurs. And while some might call us crazy, foolish, and dissatisfied with the status quo, we're the ones taking action to create a better future for ourselves and the world. Solarpreneur is dedicated to give you, the solar professional, the tools, skills, technology, and mentorship to take the industry by storm and sell more solar with less effort. We are solarpreneurs, and this is our story. What's going on, solarpreneurs? I'm excited to have another episode because for a couple of reasons, we've got someone for the first time, I think, on the show from a different country. We've got Fabian from the UK. Welcome to the show, Fabian. Yeah, thanks so much, Taylor. It's um, it's a pleasure to be on here, and I'm um, you know, I'm really grateful to have connected with you and, you know, be the first person from the UK, really. It's great. <laughs> Heck yeah. And yeah, I'm stoked for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, because Fabian has some sweet stuff to share on what he's doing over there for, for uh, Legion and specifically commercial Legion there across the pond. But the other reason, I mean, I mean, come on, you got to love that accent he has. I mean, especially <laughs> for us Americans. <laughs> Got all of Everybody that. says that. Yeah, and his last name is Royal, so doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a pretty unique situation, I guess. Yeah, and your lead gen company is called uh, Royal Energy, right, Fabian? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to okay. keep it in, in line with the rest of the uh, energy companies out there, so yeah, Royal Energy kind of fits. Yeah, I mean, with that last name, you got you to gotta have something Royal in there. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a buddy that owns a pest control company and right. he calls that royalty pest control. Nice. But it would work out a lot better if his last name was Royal too, but yeah, he didn't but, get uh, that blessing. <laughs> I can so. see, I can see how the, the word royalty uh, adds that <laughs> element of, you know, specialism. <laughs> For sure. So Fabian, yeah, um, we're going to do some deep diving on what you're doing with commercial legion and he does a ton with like outreaching companies, 
doing a cold email, stuff like that. So we're going to hear all about it. But tell us first, Fabian, kind of how you got in the solar industry and maybe what you were doing before that and what led you to getting into the solar. Yeah, so I, I guess I could start from the beginning, really. I mean, not from when I was born, but from the beginning <laughs> of my sort of corporate career. Yeah, just definitely. Okay. Um, so I'm an aircraft electrician by trade. Uh, wow. You know, so I went through, went through school, went through college, got my qualifications, did a little bit of uh, aircraft work. I've worked for sort of like Rolls-Royce and Airbus and Boeing and, you know, most of the major uh, aircraft manufacturing companies. Um, and I know, know this is a slightly off topic, but I think it's relevant because the reason why I really started my career as an entrepreneur mm. is because I got sick of working away from home doing 60 to 70 hours a week away from my family and friends and the people that I care about. So I really decided to look for ways to generate an income from home and online, really. Um, so I started a B2B marketing agency around five years ago uh, called okay. Royal Marketing Management. And gotcha. we were serving uh, the B2B industry um, on the whole. So, you know, we started off working with sort of like software development companies, um, other marketing agencies, um, business coaches, consultants, you name it, we've done it from a B2B standpoint. Um, but I got sick of wearing, you know, many different hats. You know, one day I'll be wearing the software development hat, then the next day I'll be wearing, you know, a marketing agency hat. And I never was really able to generate the, the results that I wanted to generate in my life because I wasn't laser focused on something that I really enjoyed. Um, so fast forward to sort of like three years ago, um, I fell on the commercial solar industry um, and I fell in love with it because um, I feel like I'm serving a greater cause in helping and doing my part in reducing the carbon footprint of the planet. So I feel like I'm doing something that isn't just the case of, okay, so I'm delivering the service to a business and taking a fee for it. I feel like I'm delivering a service that actually contributes to something bigger and then taking a, you know, a reward, a fee for it. Um, so it just sits with me really well in terms of being able to be that focal point that, li that liaises with my client's target market to be able to, to secure qualified meetings to talk about, you know, reducing that carbon footprint, reducing okay. those energy bills, cutting those costs, you know. So that's why I really, really love what I do. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why we all, I think, love solars because it just should be pretty much a no-brainer uh, product. I mean, especially in my market here in California, 100%. like people are going to save 50, 100 grand, $100,000, you know, over 20, 30 years. So it makes a ton of sense financially. And then, like you said, reducing the carbon footprint. So I think it's no brainer as far as those reasons go. Um, but tell us a little bit, Fabian, about the market there. Most of our listeners are, you know, in the US and everything. But what's it like, the solar in the UK? Is it, um, is it really cost effective for people? And is it done a lot residentially too? I know you're doing commercial, but what's like the market and stuff like that over there? Yeah, yeah. So it's a great question. So um, it's profitable for businesses on the residential side and the, the commercial side and for the end, end users. Um, but it's been quite a tough market over the last few years because on both the residential and commercial side, there's no government grants. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been quite a difficult, um, a difficult sell. So from a commercial standpoint, we've really transitioned all of our clients into um, selling 
PPAs. Um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of clients out there that also do the CapEx stuff. Um, okay. But to get the foot in the door the in it, and generate the initial conversation, we're offering a, you know, a, a zero money upfront solution. Um, and we're doing that sort of globally, um, not just in the UK, uh, but I think it's the, it's, the, it's the best USP that we can use to crack the UK market, given the fact that the government aren't helping us out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has been out here. We still have some of the, um, you know, government rebates, things like that. Um, yeah. Did that exist in the past in the UK? Did they used to have some rebates? And yeah, so and stuff? We, we used to have a feeding tariff and stuff like that. And uh, we used to have grants, but it was never sort of like 30%. Um, okay. You know, the, op the opportunity that, um, you know, U.S. businesses and Australian businesses have got is that the government are putting huge backing behind it. I think okay. the U.K. has never had larger than a 15%, um, you know, um, okay. help with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's yeah. always been a tough sell and the weather isn't as great. So we've had to really look at our technology and software solutions uh, yeah. um, and the equipment we use to be able to to get the result, you know, that our clients are looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're just talking about before this, you're saying you hope the rain stops and everything. And I guess it's <laughs> raining like like all the time out there, right? Yeah, Big yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a huge difference too because I'm in San Diego, California and we got sun nonstop out here, hardly ever rains. Exactly. I can imagine that's another factor yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, it's, with the rebates, um, you might know, but here in um, in the U.S., it is tapering down for us too. Yeah, Next year, it's supposed to go now. to yeah, twenty six percent. Next year, I think it goes to twenty one or twenty two percent, and then it ends after that. So it's probably right. going to be something similar that you guys went through. Um, you know, same thing when your grants and stuff ended. Did you see a lot of people like step out of the market when that happened, or a lot of people get into other industries? Or a lot of people. A lot of people getting into other industries, um, a lot of okay. people stepping out of the market, um, simply just because they didn't find a way to innovate and get in front of their market properly and perhaps think, well, we still know, we still know that solar is a viable solution. Mm -hmm. How do we position our products and services to, to get in the door, you know? Um, yeah. So that's really why I started what I do. Okay. Yeah, and Fabian and I were just talking before the recording started just kind of how important with that points just how important it is to innovate um because with the whole yeah. coronavirus shutdown um i was just saying we've had so many i've heard from so many people that were knocking and that was their only source of legion and now when the coronavirus hit so many people weren't able to knock at least knock as much yeah and then um i heard even companies just you know basically shutting down not doing any installs anything I think that's the important of like you're saying, just innovating in whatever happens. If the tax credit ends, if we're, you're not able to knock doors, you always got to be looking for ways to innovate. Cause at the end of the day, I think those are the companies that are going to be still standing and the ones well, that yeah. don't innovate shut down. 100%, right. A hundred percent. You know, when you think about it, I don't know if you have this chain of a company in the UK, but we have in the U S sorry, we have toys R us. Um, oh, they yeah. were one of the major toy manufacturers and, when uh, the e-commerce industry boomed, mm -hmm. Toys R Us didn't decide to take their products online. So they yeah. shut down in the UK. And, you know, it's the same principle in solar. 
if you don't, you know, in my opinion, if your business isn't online, you know, as frank as this might sound, you probably haven't got a business in the yeah. next few years, you know, yeah. you know, I know, because everybody's hanging out online, you know? Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So, uh, Fabian, let's transition. Let's hear about, um, as far as your agency goes. So do you have a, uh, a team with you? How many people do you have on your team that are running the agency with you? Yeah. Yeah. So initially, you know, like with any business, I started doing everything myself, um, until I got sort of like, you know, 10, 15, 20 clients. And it was like, wow, I need to employ a lead generation team. I need to employ a uh, appointment setting team. So to answer your question, I've got a a lead generation team. Um, I've got one guy that heads up a team of about five people. Um, and I've got an appointment setting team. I've got one woman called Maricel. And she heads up a team of about six appointment setters as well, all on different time zones because, you know, because we do this globally. So we've got a team of appointment setters in the US, a team of appointment setters in Australia, team of appointment setters uh, in the UK as well. The only market that we haven't tapped into yet is Canada. Okay. Um, The grants aren't so great in Canada at the moment. Okay. So would you say most of your clients are in the UK or quite a few in the US or just... Yeah, so it's it's a good mix. It's a good mix. Uh, To be honest with you, I started in the US. Um, I didn't start with the UK. I started in the US because I knew I knew that you know there was thirty percent you know government grants available, um, which would make it an easier sell. And then I moved into Australia. So I've kind of I've kind of done it backwards, really. To be honest with you, like over the last year or so, I've. Uh, focus on the UK a little bit but I started in the US and Australia first yeah so okay cool. interesting you started in your home got in your homeland going pretty much last of all huh? yeah yeah okay yeah that's that's funny uh, no it's yeah obviously it's easier in some markets with the grants and everything and I think I might ask you this before Fabian but um, you guys do just basically all commercial how come you guys don't do uh, residential as well as commercial uh, yeah it's a great question so um um we've we've made some changes uh, since me and you last spoke actually we've actually partnered with a um a company um called solar exclusive um that specifically do residential um okay. and the reason why we didn't start off doing residential is because we didn't want to spread ourselves too thin um okay. you know we wanted to focus on the commercial solar market get really good at it. You know, I'm a firm believer in mastering one thing and then moving on to the next. Whereas like most agencies, they're doing SEO, they're doing web development, they're doing Facebook ads, they're doing YouTube ads, they're doing cold email. And, you know, they're, they're not a master of anything. So I wanted okay. to master, master, you know, this outreach within the commercial solar market and then look at avenues to go down to be able to serve the residential uh, market as well. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Does that okay. your question? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And like you said, it's good to specialize in something. You have kind of your unique niche that you're doing. And um, obviously a lot of people are already doing residential lead gen and everything. So I think it definitely helps you guys stand out. And um, one of the things I wondered too, I know there's other companies doing commercial lead gen. What what, What would you say that you guys are doing different that sets you apart from other companies that are doing? Yeah, so let me give you a bit of a background and um, this is one of the uh, questions that I was most excited about answering to be honest <laughs> okay uh, it's a question it's a question that I get a lot so 
Yeah. When I first started, well, before I decided to roll um, this product out into the commercial solar sector, mm-hmm. um, I was already doing cold email anyway um, for myself. It was my primary source of getting leads for my business. But before I rolled it out into the commercial solar market, I spoke with at least 20 to 30 decision makers on a global scale and asked them um, what their, you know, what their problems were with the commercial solar marketing agencies and lead providers that came before. And one of the main things that I used to hear was the lead quality. Um, Another thing that I always used to hear was, um, you know, people would uh, overpromise and underdeliver. And then another thing that I used to hear is that people would overpromise and then not deliver at all. Um, So then I dive deeper into that and I would ask questions like, okay, so who are you? Who are your ideal clients? You know, what, what research would we need to do to be able to qualify these people as a lead before we even putting them on our list of potentials, before even going out there and doing the web research to find the decision maker email address? So to answer your question, what helps us stand out from the rest of the market is that we can actually be, be, be bothered to do the, re, the research. And the reason why companies don't do it is because all of this research has to be done manually when you think about it, you know, okay, so we probably know through having a conversation with our clients, we know what industries they want to target, you know, for example, manufacturers, food processors, all of that good stuff, right? But from a owner occupied building standpoint, you've got to manually trawl public public records to find out who, you know, to find out who owns the building and if the the building owner occupies the building. Okay. And then yeah. you've got to go into, you know, using you know, things that we can use on the internet, like Google Maps, and actually typing in manufacturer, manufacturer in Los Angeles, pulling up all of the companies, and manually zooming in on all of the rooftops and having a look at which ones are a good fit for solar, which ones don't have solar, you know, so there's all of this background research process that happens in the background, which is why I've got a team of lead generation specialists that go and do all of this on a manual basis, Hmm. you know, so to answer your question, it's making sure that the before even selecting uh, these companies from Google Maps, it's taking that list of companies that you've generated, making sure that the, the building is owner occupied, then actually zooming in on the company's roof on Google Maps, making sure it doesn't have a solar system installed already. Yeah. Okay. Making sure that the roof doesn't have anything on it that's going to obstruct you or make the solar installation difficult adding them to the list and then thinking about right now we've done all of this process to add them to the list make sure they're a good fit let's go and find the decision maker email addresses and that's a whole other story <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right. uh, crazy yeah i didn't realize there's that much work and that much effort goes into it because yeah, like residential we're uh you know we're just a lot of times getting dropped off in a neighborhood and just hitting some doors but yeah you guys are yeah. doing hardcore background research to find out you know who decision makers are so it's pretty awesome yeah Um, yeah it's um it's um one other thing i want to mention is that most companies they'll go and buy a list from a so-called verified b2b data provider from google and then send an email blast out to a list that all of the other commercial solar companies have used before that's now saturated and out of date Um, so if if there's anybody listening that is in the commercial niche that's doing stuff like that Stop buying lists from Google. <laughs> yeah. Stop buying lists from B2B data providers and build your own in the way that I've just said, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And are, is there people that like do this themselves, Fabian? Have you heard anyone else doing this? 
Um, or do they all talk to you? Like, I don't know, is there commercial solar companies that are already doing stuff like this or you kind of the only uh, one as far as you know? Yeah, not really. When I speak with commercial solar businesses, it's the first time that they've really heard that someone's actually willing to go and do that, that length of work. Um, you know, as far as other commercial solar marketing agencies go, um, based on the research that I've done, when you go to the websites, most of them say they do commercial solar lead, lead gen, but then mm -hmm. there's no real service on there. Um, mm -hmm. Like they're ranking for it on Google, but yeah. there's no real evidence that they've actually done it and delivered results for clients. Um, okay. Simply okay. just because if you aren't doing the research, if you aren't prepared to do the research, you aren't going to be able to deliver the results. Right. Um, it's all about the background research. You know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, sometimes, actually the majority of the time, um, the long way around is often the short way around. Yeah. You know? Interesting. You know, so you've got to do the research, you know, otherwise your campaigns are just going to suck, you know. For example, from an email standpoint, you found that you've, you've done all the background research on the companies, Mm -hmm. okay you know they're owner occupied they know you know they don't have a solar system installed already you know the uh, the roof space is good let's say the roof space was a minimum of fifty thousand square feet so you've got all of that information the next step is to find the decision maker email address right mm -hmm. so in regards to buying a list from google how do you know that list is even verified right okay. what we do is we do the web research and use some of the tools that we'll talk about a little bit later on to identify the format um, of the, the the company's email addresses for example we use one tool called hunter.io we plug the company domain into it and this is a free tool that you can that anybody can use that's listening you could go google it now hunter.io copy and paste the company's uh, domain name into the uh, into the search bar within hunter and it'll tell you what the main format of the email address is for that company hmm. um, so you know you know exactly you know, let's say it was um, first, first name at solarenergyworld.com. And if John was a CEO, then I'm probably going to be 90% sure that John at solarenergyworld.com is going to be the, the email address to use. And then from there, we further verify it by actually sending a blank email to all of the email addresses that we pulled to make sure it doesn't bounce and we know that the inbox is valid. So, you know, there's a lot of work that we do uh, to make sure this process works, which is why quite frankly I'm, I'm i say it humbly we are the best at it you know I yeah. Say it humbly. yeah well i don't doubt that that's crazy that much work goes into it and how much of your team maybe your appointment setters are they the ones that are doing a lot of this or what um like who looks at the roof and everything yeah so it's my lead generation specialists that do that um okay. so they do all of the background research um build okay. the list of potentials and then go out there and then find the decision maker email addresses. And my appointment setters are the people that manage all of the replies that come, come in, manage okay. all of the CRMs and manage all of the booking calendars. So what you are essentially getting is a full lead generation system um, that puts a qualified appointments um, on your calendar without you actually having to do anything. 
um that's that's what we wanted to that's what we wanted to do you know it's i'm not speaking about something that i don't do every day for myself for example i emailed you and we're on this call because of the email that i sent you so if yeah. i didn't have any skills in terms of being able to email people in a way that triggers a, a phone call conversation then my company wouldn't exist so what i'm selling is something that i'm practicing every single day in my in my personal life and in my business life yeah no i agree with that i mean when you reached out and I know I asked you before, but I'm like, what the, how did he get my uh, company email? Because, um, I mean, I don't think I have my, like, company email it, listed. It was difficult to find. It was difficult <laughs> Probably, to find, believe yeah. me. So I get an email from Fabian, and he's talking about the podcast. I'm like, I'm like uh, I don't know how you got my email, but yeah, sure, let's talk. And then he starts explaining to me all this stuff. And I'm like, man, if you figured out how to get my email, then, yeah, I don't, <laughs> then yeah, I'll definitely chat with you. Because no right. one's ever had access to that. I mean, we've had people, you know, hit me up on Facebook and everything, but somehow he he gets my uh, personal email. I'm like, well, okay, this definitely got my attention. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and just touching on the email itself, it was something that was relevant to you. Um, you know, it was personal, and yeah. it articulated what you know what I wanted the result to be, which is why we're having this conversation now. You know, and that's the expertise that I have in being able to transfer those skills into the commercial solar market, you know, clearly articulating the value proposition, um, yeah. showcasing and demonstrating proof of results based on the case studies that our clients have um, generated from past and present clients, and then giving them a clear call to action on what the next best step is to be able to have a conversation about reducing companies' energy bills. It's really quite simple. Mm -hmm. People overcomplicate it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. So when you got my email, were you following like the same process that you're talking about, like sending out blank emails and seeing which ones go through? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so it's the exact same process, you know. Um, I didn't, I was pretty confident that, you know, because you don't have a lot of people, um, a lot of email addresses assigned to your company domain, I was yeah. pretty confident that it would have been, you know, Taylor. So, yeah, yeah. so we're, you know, I was pretty confident about that. But the exact same process, you know, did a bit of research on you. Uh, plugged your domain into one of our software solutions to guess the format of the email address and here we are yeah. you know wow. so we just do that on a massive scale for commercial solar companies which is why it takes a lot of time a lot of effort and a lot of resources yeah that's awesome that's cool so yeah let's dig in i want to hear some more specifics about like you know types of emails you guys are sending and um we have a lot of listeners that like i told you off the camera too that are doing residential solar so um, hopefully we'll get some tips for guys, even things that guys can apply um, in residential solar, um, especially yeah. like emails you're sending. And I know right now that's been huge, obviously with the coronavirus, I'm sure you're busier than ever with people wanting to do the email lead gen and probably changing up your message a little bit too, I would imagine just during the whole situation. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's talk about as far as like the emails you're sending, um, what are you actually sending to these people to get them to listen to you and respond? Yeah. So before we even actually talk about sending the email, there's more research that happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell so, about that. So, so let's see. So let's say we are, um, and this is what we actually do. So from a commercial solar market standpoint, we're reaching out to the CEO, CFO, COO, sustainability and procurement officers depending upon the size of the company, sometimes it might be the managing director, the ops director, the finance director, et cetera, et cetera. 
right? So let's say we've got John Smith and he's the financial director of a food processing company. We will then research John Smith on LinkedIn or his other social media profiles to find snippets of relevant information that we can use to personalize the email. So let's say John Smith, um, let's say John Smith uh, recently got a reward, uh, a, uh, an award for being one of the best uh, finance or ops directors in his market. Um, okay. And he posted that on social media. So we would say, hey, John, um, saw you won an award recently for being the best finance or, or ops guy uh, in your sector and wanted to say congrats on the success. So immediately you've differentiated yourself from the competition because you've personalized the first line of the email before mm. you've even dropped into what it is that you want to talk about. Mm. Right. Genius. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, so from there, you then move into what it is that you want to talk about, because what you've got to think about is it's not about you. It's about your customer. Right. You know? So you've got to make the email about your customer. So from there, now you've personalized the first line of the email. What we're saying then is from a commercial solar standpoint is we would say something like, um, for example, I'll use my own name as an example. I'm Fabian at Royal Energy, and we help we help businesses reduce their energy bills um, with zero money out of pocket. Um, we've just done it for this company, saving them X amount over X amount of time. And I'd love to show you how we did it. Would you mind if I sent over a couple of times for a quick 10-minute call to show you? Mm. Okay. Right. So what you're doing is, is you're baiting, you're personalizing the email, then baiting them with a case study. You're not selling anything. The goal of a cold email isn't to sell anything. It's to generate the next exposure, which is a phone call. Yeah. You know, so many okay. people think cold email is to sell something. Who's going to buy a $200,000 solar system from an email? <laughs> Nobody. True. Right. So you've yeah. got to make it about them and think about what is the next logical step from this initial cold email that I want my prospect to take. And the next logical step is a phone call. Same process that we're doing now. I emailed you, the next logical step was to have a brief conversation about what it would look like for me to get on your podcast. And now we've made the sale, we're doing yeah. the podcast. Same right? concept. <laughs> Same concept. It's you know? awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's super cool. And um, yeah, I mean, that's something I think even guys that are just doing residential, that's genius. Like if you have someone that has a big system, even in residential, whatever you're doing, how mm -hmm. many people are actually going and researching their customers, like social media and because I, whatever you're selling, I mean, whether it's residential, commercial, if you come at it with that, um, with like you said, personalizing it and finding out something cool. I mean, I don't know who's not going to at least respond to that because yeah, i don't exactly. think anyone's getting emails like that so i think that's you know, if, you've got, if you've got leads coming in through like facebook messenger like a lot of these facebook advertisers are doing at the minute you can sync the uh the, the facebook ad to have somebody directly message you on facebook mm -hmm. the first thing that you could say is hey um saw the saw the post on your facebook profile with you and the kids in the backyard enjoying the summer daytime mm. You know, really nice to see that you're still able to enjoy yourself in the current climate. Yeah. And then drop into your solar pitch, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, most people have public stuff on their profile that you can, um, that you can comment on. You know, so if you're running a Facebook ad campaign and, mm -hmm. you know, you wanted to generate interest for residential solar leads, one of the things you could do is have set up the Facebook ad to have somebody directly message you on Facebook. 
mm. uh, that, 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 that they're interested in solar. And then when they say, hey, I'm interested in solar, don't say, hey, buy my system for $30,000. Say, hey, I just saw you post on, fa on Facebook, uh, you know, playing out in the garden with your kids. Really nice to see. Yeah. Um, you know, um, if it makes sense for us to talk about solar, you know, what available times, what, you know, what, what time should we do that? You know, so you've, you've dropped their, um, you know, their barrier, you know, right. psychologically, yeah. they're beginning to know you, like you and trust you. Whereas most salespeople, all they think about is themselves. It's about the customer. Right. It's yeah. nothing to do with you. I love that hundred percent. You know? Yeah. And, um, well, just like anything, I mean, I'm sure it's numbers game and, sure there's lots of people that don't respond of course um, what are your numbers does it depend on like the market and area or is it numbers stay pretty much the same as far as like how many companies companies you need to reach out to and yeah so we've got it dialed in it's there's an average you know so yeah. we reach out to about 60 companies a month uh, for all of our clients which equates to about 200 um recipients so we pick about two to three decision makers for each company okay okay and from that we're booking five solid qualified meetings every single month uh 60 meetings a year is what we guarantee for commercial solar and we're you know we're holding our end of the bargain up um at any point we could increase that um, but most of our clients um, that we have at the moment are happy with you know, five solid, meaningful conversations every single month, you know, as opposed yeah. to 15 crap ones, you know? Yeah, that's good. And by five meaningful conversations, is that just getting the points that they're having that they agree to the 10 minute conversation? Um, yeah, so that's, that's an agreement based on that they're interested in, you know, it's a priority for them to look at reducing their energy bills. Um, okay. And it's, it's part of their environmental um, responsibility. The companies we reach, we're reaching out to, you know, a lot of them are, you know, multi-franchises multi or big corporates or, or if they're smaller than that, they're companies that have more than one premise. So they right. understand that it 100% totally makes sense to have a conversation about reducing their energy bills. For example, some of the companies we're reaching out to spend over 100 grand a month on electricity. Wow. You know? Um, so yeah to answer your question um the qualification process that's in place is that they but by the time they've read the the, the email they know it's 100 percent about solar um okay. they they've answered the question in terms of whether it makes sense for their business based on how much they're spending and mm. it's part of their environmental responsibility um agendas um, and then they will respond saying, yes, let's have a conversation about solar. So we're not just getting people randomly knocking um, that don't understand the value proposition that we're articulating. The key yeah. is what you write in the email, you know, to get the response. So we book the, the 10 minute conversation. And even in some cases, uh, a lot of companies will just book a site meeting from the initial email. Okay. That's awesome. And would you say um, most of these companies is there usual is there usually like I don't know two three decision makers or does it usually come down to one dis decision maker? How does that work in the commercial? Yeah, yeah. So we take a top down approach. So we'll always reach out to the the CEO or the MD, um, and we'll always send an email to the ops guys and the finance guys, and if we can find them, the sustainability and the procurement guys. Uh, but what tends to happen is is um, the CEO will copy in the FD or the, the ops director anyway, 
and then they'll sort of have a, a, a three-way conversation initially and then book a site meeting or like I was saying sometimes the, the ops guy or the finance guy will say my CEO is interested in um, having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you at the premises. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's really in what we're putting in the email that, that, that triggers the kind of responses that we're getting. Okay. And yeah, I mean, with the whole COVID-19, how have you guys like changed your marketing or your messaging during this? Cause and you got everyone's well, working from home. Um, have you guys had to make some adjustments or how has it changed with the whole? Yeah. So, program? you know, we know a lot of our clients are familiar with doing zoom meetings and stuff like that. So we knew that we could still, um, not much change for us on our end to be quite honest with you because we're still generating we still know how to generate the phone call conversation which is the same thing that we were doing before the covid hit um, yeah. but we faced the covid head on you know we would address it in our emails hey i know things are quite up in the air with the current covid situation at the moment um, mm -hmm. but i'm wondering i'm wondering if it's essential that you uh, look for new ways to create additional profit or i'm wondering if it's essential that you um uh, look for ways to reduce your energy costs you know mm. so right. you address, just address it head on you know the, the the covid is real it's not something to hide from but just say yeah. i know i know the current covid situation has things up in the air at the moment yeah. but i'm wondering if it's still essential that you protect your current profitability and who's not going to answer yes to that question when you think yeah. about it you know Seriously. because their business their business is you know isn't generating as much revenue as it was so why not look for a way to put more money in your pocket through solar? It's all how about you, you view it, you know, how you view the market, you know, and yeah. how you perceive you are, how you perceive you are going to be perceived. And we've just faced it head on. Um, but now in our yeah. emails, we're not even mentioning COVID anymore. We've just gone straight back to what we were uh, saying before, because yeah. we know that the market is sick of talking about COVID now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I think same thing with people that are knocking doors and all that. I mean, I know guys are kind of nervous to be out knocking doors, but I was just out generating some leads today. And like you said, if you don't make it a big deal, then people don't really make it a big deal in their heads either. So I think mm -hmm. like you're saying, same stuff applies whether you're doing online lead gen or knocking doors like I'm doing all of the time too. I think it's yeah. super important. And for you, Fabian, what is, as far as like follow-up and everything, I know, I think you even had to follow up with me. I don't even think I responded to you <laughs> the first email you sent. And so I'm sure that's the same with a lot of these commercial companies. What does the follow-up look like for guys that don't respond? And what are you seeing in those emails? Yeah, yeah. So the fortune is always in the follow-up, you know, I'll be honest with you. You've got to set the right expectations with any uh, outreach strategy, okay? Yeah. Um, so if you're, you know, let's say you're sending to 200 people, you've got to be okay with, uh, you know, a large percent of them not even replying to the first email. Right. Right. Because they're busy. They might see it, but they think I'll reply in 10 minutes and then something happens and then they don't reply at all. Right. So you've got to be okay with that. Right. So the fortune is always in the follow-up. So we always uh, set a follow-up for, we've tried to respect people's time uh, and how busy they are. So we set a follow-up for like three days after and just say, hey, John, uh, I'm sure you're busy and wanted to make sure this didn't get buried, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Because then what it does is it forces them to scroll back up to the initial uh, email you sent with your pitch in it. Mm, you know? yeah. I, like that. I think that's the exact email you sent to me. And it worked. 100% it was. And <laughs> <Yeah>. it worked. <laughs> I'm like, so, oh, yeah, Fabian, ask me about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
you know, and if they don't respond after that, um, I would go with something like, you know, because you've got to focus on what the, what the, again, what the next exposure is. It's the phone call. So you want to focus on the meeting every time. So I'd say something like, Hey John, um, did you get my email the other day? Um, and then chunk it down to a new line and say, I haven't heard from you dot, 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 which insinuates that you should have heard from him by now. And then chunk it down again, new paragraph, any thoughts or questions? Okay. I like that. Uh, and how many, Okay, go ahead. Peak the curiosity all the time, you know. That's what you okay. got to do. As okay. long as your intentions are ethical, you know, it's okay to peak their curiosity, of course, if you know that what you're selling is actually going to deliver value to them. Right. Okay. How, how um, like, for how long would you follow up with these companies before you just kind of, like, drop them? Is that, like, months and months? or? We don't stop following up until we get a hard no or a fuck off. Excuse my friend. <laughs> okay. Well, it's our job. Sure. Think about it, right? It's our job, right? If yeah. we know that we've got a solar solution or in my, in, in my regard, I've got a, uh, uh, a product that serves a commercial solar market that I know delivers value. I'm only doing myself and my clients an injustice by not making sure I'm pestering them in, yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in a good way, you know, in a polite way, in a respectful way to get a hard no or a hard yes. If you believe yeah. that your product and service is going to deliver value, then why not keep knocking at that door in the most respectful and polite manner possible until you get a hard no or a hard yes. And this is why people don't generate the, resu the results they want to generate because they feel guilty about following up or mm. they just don't have the time to do all of the following up. Uh, that's, yeah, I but love you've that. got to form a good relationship with following up, otherwise you're not going to generate the results you want to generate, yeah. which, is what our, which is what our system and our business is all about. We, we employ a relentless follow-up strategy um, mm. because we know that people are busy, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's so true and super important. I mean, even in, uh, you know, just with like door knocking I'm doing, I train new reps all the time that we go to a neighborhood and um, we hear someone in the house, they're cooking or whatever, doors even open and we'll ring three times and they won't come to the door. And it's like, are you kidding? We know you're in there. Why don't you just come to the door? <laughs> but they won't come to the <laughs> right. door. And then all of these newer reps are like, okay, well, obviously they don't want to come here. Let's just, you know, check them off in the CRM and don't bother them. But like you're saying, my thing is, if you know you're doing a service, if you know if it's a disservice to that homeowner that you're not going to at least offer them your products because it's going to improve their lives, then mm -hmm. really you need to look inside yourself and just, you know, make sure you have the belief to keep on following up like you're saying because 100%. if you know it's really going to help them then yeah even if you're bugging them even if you know that they heard you knock on the door or ring or mm -hmm. reach out an email like you're saying it's really you're doing them a disservice if you don't do everything possible to get in front of them yeah we followed up we followed up 48 times before to get an appointment oh my gosh wow did that right. person like say anything where they like you guys are persistent or anything <laughs> Yeah, so they, they admire the persistence, you know, when you're saying the right things in the email and you, you're not just sending a, a, a crap email to piss them off and you're sending something, you know, hey, did you get this? Or, or hey, sent you an email a few weeks back about reducing your energy bills. Are you interested? Yeah. You know, and they come back and say, you know, thanks for continuing to, to follow up. I've just been really busy with uh, other projects and other assignments. Um, I'm really yeah. interested in having a conversation about it now. And it's just because yeah. they were busy, 
you know? Yeah. You got to get rid of these things in your mind that people don't want you to follow up or, or you feel guilty about following up because that really hinders the amount of money you're going to make in your business. Yeah. So true. Yeah. As far as like, um, transition a little bit as far as like software you guys use and everything fabian um how much of all this is like is this like through an autoresponder that emails are getting sent out just automatically or how much of you is actually typing these emails out and maybe talk a little bit about some software you guys use yeah so there's many platforms you can use to automate your outreach um the key thing is that you want to employ a software solution that has human-like spending. Um, so for example, our custom software solution that we use, it only sends about 37 emails out an hour. Um, so one email will go out and then seven minutes later, another email will go out and then 15 minutes later, another email will go out. Um, so we do automate our outreach process. I mean, can you imagine having 20 clients that all have 200 recipients a month and four follow-ups yeah, as a minimum, yeah. you know, too much, yeah. um, so we automate it, but the key thing is that, um, the software solutions you use have to be able to accommodate, uh, custom fields that okay. you, that you are using within your Excel spreadsheet. So if you've got a list of 200 people in your Excel spreadsheet and one of the column headings is first name and then the other column heading is their company name and then the other column heading is their title and the other column heading for example is their location your custom software solution has got to be able to be uh, intuitive enough to drag that information from the Excel spreadsheet to make the email look like it's coming from you and you've personalized it so that's how you scale your outreach by using a software solution and uploading a CSV into it with all of the personalized information that you spent time getting to be able to personalize your outreach at scale. So software that you can use to do that is this one called Woodpecker. There's other ones called Mailshake. Um, There's another one called Reply.io. If you just Google um, cold outreach automation software on Google, there'll be about 15 of them that come up. Okay. Cool. I like that. Um, so you guys basically just have all your kind of canned responses or your follow-up sequences just plugged in this, your, the software you use. And then is it just like, if you don't get a response in, you know, X amount of days, it'll automatically go out with the next, uh, response that you were mentioning before. Yeah. So to be clear, so it's a semi-automatic process. So initially we'll send out the four emails that are, um customer centric but also specific to the products that we're offering so we'll send out four emails over a period of about two weeks and then from there we add all of those prospects to our clients crm solution that we manage for them and continue to follow up with all of those people manually Mm, okay um so it's it's a it's a combination of automation and uh manual outreach Okay. So like the, you're talking about sending out the personalized first email that talks about, you know, their dog or whatever awards Mm -hmm. or something like that. So that part you're doing manually and you're um, plugging in manually and then that's going to get sent out to them and the rest of the stuff will kind of be somewhat just uh, automated. Is that right? Somewhat automated to a degree. And then um, we take 
the follow-up process into our own hands from there um, and follow up manually from there going forward. Um, you know, you, you, you know, I'm not going to hide anything. We're busy. You know, we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of clients yeah. to serve. We yeah. live in a world where the internet is our best friend. So why not leverage cloud software solutions to do some of the heavy lifting for you, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. What one do you guys, which software do you guys use specifically? Or have you tried yeah. all these ones that you talked about? So I've tried about 10 or 15 of them. And I personally, personally think that MailShake or the first two I mentioned, MailShake and Woodpecker are the best ones for you to use. Um, okay for a number of reasons that are quite technical that I won't explain right now, but all you need to know is that those <laughs> yeah. two are the best ones. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll link to those. And then um, would you, would you say those softwares could apply for like people that are doing residential too, to plug in yeah. like residential emails? Absolutely. Um, because what you've got now with like, you know, Facebook ads and um, funnels and YouTube ads and funnels, you can uh, integrate things through a platform called Zapier. Right. And that Zapier is a, um, a software that um, automates business processes. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you had somebody come through on your Facebook ad, you could link the fake, you could link the, um, you could link it up with Zapier and tell Zapier to drag the email that the person left on your website uh, and drag it into Woodpecker where then you could send a drip sequence to them. Right. Okay. Hey, solarpreneurs, real quick. If you've been in the solar industry any amount of time, you know that in order to take it to the next level, you need to always be recruiting. What is it? ABR. Always be recruiting. So if you need help with recruiting, I wanted to share with you something that helped me take my recruiting skills to the next level. We literally went from an office of less than 10 reps to 25 to 30 reps in less than three months and we did this with reps that continue to sell with us two or three of them went on to become managers several of them were top producers in our office and there are multiple reps that are still with us to this day more than a year later so what is it that helped me i took up the services of ryan holman with Sales Recruiting University. He helped me develop a system to take my recruiting game to the next level. And he really helped me follow up with the recruits, schedule group interviews with them, get a huge pool of applicants coming in day after day. I wanted to share with you guys his link. If you are looking to take your recruiting skills to the next level, go to calendly.com slash SRU forward slash solarpreneur once again that's calendly.com slash sru slash solarpreneur sru is sales recruiting university ryan will help you take it to the next level cool and i'll have to check those out because yeah i've used just some of the more like common ones that aren't specifically for like cold outreach, I don't think, but just, you know, the MailChimps, the active campaign, stuff like that. But I'm yeah. sure it sounds like those have, you know, way more features and more specific for kind of cold email out outreach, right? Yeah. I mean, they all, they all work, but from a residential standpoint, um, 
you really want to be indoctrinating your audience. So the first uh, email sequence that we would send to uh, the residential market would be an indoctrination sequence where you're introducing yourself, introducing your brand, and then okay. giving away for about two or three days, giving away three uh, pieces of content that educates them about solar and why it's beneficial for them. And then from there, you move them into what's called a conversion campaign where you actually focus on, okay, so I've delivered some golden nuggets for the past three days. You now like me a little bit more and you're beginning to trust me. Why don't we move to the next best logical step and book an appointment? So you want to indoctrinate your market first and mm -hmm. then um, move to a conversion campaign, which is booking the next exposure in being the phone call conversation. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. And then, so what you guys do, Fabian, are you pretty much stopping once the, once the lead like books an appointment, that's when you guys are just handing it off to a commercial solar company or do you guys do anything past that? No, we don't really need to do anything past that because by the time the meeting's booked, um, the decision maker that we've reached out to knows that they're 100% having a conversation about reducing their energy bills and they're interested in it. Okay. You know, so by that point, that's it. You know, um, yeah. a lot of a lot of the time, um, they're already sending over their electricity bills, or whilst they're on the phone with our clients, because they're that warm. By the time we've booked the appointment, um, yeah. our yeah. clients will just ask for the electricity bill, and they'll have it on hand. Um, it's all about the language you use in the emails as to how you can make somebody feel and uh, influence them to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Do you guys do um, like in your separate markets? Are you keeping all the messaging basically the same? I know you mentioned that in the UK, it's mostly PPAs you're doing. Um, but in the US, I assume it's the mostly like loans, would you say that are done in the US? Or in yeah, your so other it depends. Is we've got clients that do PPAs. There's loans involved, like you say, and there's a lot of companies that do CapEx. So we talk with our client before even thinking about what message to put in the marketplace. And they'll say to us, well, we really want to focus on um, CapEx stuff. So we tailor our message. What is CapEx? What is that? CapEx, capital expenditure. So it's where they pay oh. for the system outright. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, um, and then you have different sequences and different messaging, just basically based on what the client says they yeah, yeah. want to the, focus the, on. The, yeah, exactly. So everything's custom, you know, it's, um, you know, we've got a system in place that we know works, um, but it's not 100% cookie cutter because all of our clients promote their products and services in a different way, you know? Yeah. It's cool. Everybody has different business processes in place and stuff. Yeah. No, awesome stuff. And, um, but for those that are like new to this email outreach stuff and maybe just knocking on doors, residential, that's how I started in the industry. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made, especially starting out, is I would grab emails. I would get all this information from homeowners on the door, but um, I would never keep the emails. I just kind of like, if I if I didn't sit down with them, I wouldn't do any type of follow-up. And I had their email and their phone number, but I'm like, oh, well, they didn't show up to their appointment, so I'm just going to move on to the next person. Right. No, that's your golden, but, that's your golden ticket there to the promised land, the email, you know? Yeah. But yeah, especially for newer reps, it's like if you have the phone number and the email and you're not doing anything with that information, I think people are missing a huge uh, opportunity with that. And 
like you said, with the software, there's so many chances we have to, if we, if we grab that email, you can plug them into, you know, some sort of sequence, some sort of drip sequence that's going out. Hey, we missed you on the appointments. Try and 100%. get a response. I so, mean, if you, um, if you're really clever, you could have a combination of an email drip sequence going out and a text message being sent to their mobile phone. Yeah. That's super yeah. smart. Yeah. I know I've got, <laughs> yeah, someone my in my current company, they, uh, yeah, they, they stopped requiring our appointment setters to even ask for an email out on the doors. They're like, no, we don't need to get an email. Let's just focus on getting phone numbers. And then I'm like, dude, what are you thinking, man? Like, like mm-hmm. we got their phone number, grab their email too. 100%. That's a huge opportunity. But uh, I think, you know, for those old school guys that are just about knock, about knocking doors, I mean, look what Fabian's doing. He's helping people make millions of dollars off commercial leads. So missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, it's all, all about the email. And, you know, just to add another, a, another golden nugget, when you think about a business domain, right, let's say we had Fabian, this is my email address, fabian at royalenergy.co. Mm-hmm. Um, my domain is automatically set up to accept all mail because as a business, I don't want to miss any emails that people might be sending me about potential business, mm-hmm. right? So your open rates on sending emails to business domains are huge because they accept all mail the majority of the time, which is why cold, cold email outreach for commercial solar re- works really, really well. Um, uh, some of our campaigns have a 70% open rate wow. of, of people that we send to. So like I was saying, if we're sending to 200 people a month, can you imagine 70% of the people that you're sending an email to opening it, right? And then we average around, we average anywhere between, a, uh, I would say, an 18% uh, response rate to a 30% response rate. And then we're getting anywhere between a five, five and 6% meeting book rate. Wow. You know, so it's, it's insane. You know, from cold email, you know, yeah. cold email is the, the cold email is in the new cold door knocking and cold calling. <laughs> yeah, I know, especially right now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Fabian, we've gone through a ton of stuff and um, appreciate your, your golden nuggets you shared with us. We want to, we don't want to keep you too long because I know you're super slammed with your clients and everything, but where can, where, where can people find out more about what you're doing and possibly connect with you more in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you can go to my website. It's uh, www.royal. So Royal spelled R O Y A L uh, energy. You obviously know how to spell energy.co. Um, you can also hit me up on LinkedIn as well. So my name is actually spelled P-H-A-I-B-I-O-N, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L. And my profile will come up and the tagline next to it is Commercial Solar Lead Generation Expert. Um, and if you wanted to, if you want to reach out to me on my personal phone number, you can also hit me on there. So you want to add the UK prefix, which is plus four four. And then you want to type in 7807 5846 seven one um and that's how you can pretty much get in touch with me um i'm i'm a busy md of my own company i'm always in my email inbox or on my phone at some point you know so i'm available to you guys if anybody wants to reach out yeah and if he doesn't answer the first time just remember to send him a second email just saying hey just wanted to make sure this didn't get buried then i'll respond for sure 
hey, fortune is always in the follow-up. You know, I might even ignore you the first time just to yeah. test and see if you listen to the yeah. call. Right? <laughs> yeah, see if they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, appreciate all the stuff. And yeah, we'll link to your profile on um, some of the software and stuff like that you mentioned on the show. Um, sure. So before we say goodbye, Fabian, um, any final words of wisdom you want to share? Um, any other tips, final tips you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think I really want to reiterate um, from, from a commercial standpoint and residential standpoint, make it about the customer every single time. You know, forget about your goals. Because what I found is that if I help enough people get what they want, then the sales and the revenue and the freedom lifestyle that I, that I live today um, takes care of itself. I mean, right now I'm sat in Bali. I'm able to travel the world uh, working from my laptop, you know, mm -hmm. serving commercial solar businesses in the US, Australia, UK. You know, again, not everybody's got the same goals, but um, all of it, what I've been able to achieve for myself is you know, freedom over my time and over my life by helping people got, get what they want first versus focusing on the monetary aspect of things all of the time. Deliver yep. value and the rest takes care of itself. Yep, no, so true. And yeah, I mean, if anyone listens to Zig Ziglar, you know what he says, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll, you'll get what you want as well. So He's always one of the first that. people that I listen to. Yeah, good old Zig, he's a master. He's great, right? Yeah. So yeah, I just think coming across with that, you know, servants, um, just service mindsets, something super important and something people forget. So uh, Fabian, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing all your tips with us. And um, I'm sure people will be reaching out. Hopefully they don't call you too much, you know, explode your cell phone or <laughs> anything <laughs> to just put it. But um, yeah, we'll look forward to connecting more. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show with us. No, no, thanks for, thanks for having me. I think I said before, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much an introvert, um, but because I've, you know, I'm building up the confidence and I'm delivering so much value to businesses now, when I found your solopreneur podcast, I just thought, you know what, jump out of your comfort zone, get on the phone with the guy and, you know, share some nuggets, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to uh, say, say, you know, put some appreciation out there for taking the time to hop on with me today and, uh, Hopefully people got some value. Um, you know, there might have been some uh, mishaps and mistakes along the way, but I'm, I'm sure if you listen, you'll pretty much be able to fumble your way through this, uh, this podcast and get some results <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, you definitely shared some golden nuggets with us. So thanks for being persistent with the follow-up because who knows, maybe you wouldn't have been on the show if you wouldn't have followed up with me. So he's putting yeah, what he preaches in practice. <laughs> 100 percent that's yeah. what it's about okay awesome thanks fabian we'll uh keep connecting and we'll talk soon yeah thanks taylor thanks so much for your time thanks for listening everybody yeah peace wow what another value-packed episode of the solarpreneur guys if you couldn't tell we spend a lot of time and energy to put these episodes out to hopefully give you just one strategy one golden nugget that's going to launch your solar career to the next level and we do it all for free and if you found any value in this episode or it's helped you in any way all i ask in return is that you just take 30 seconds of your time and leave us a review on itunes so that we can help more solarpreneurs like you to change the world and as a gift for leaving us a review we have a special training package exclusive for solarpreneur listeners 
over at solopreneurs.com. Remember, you need to leave us a review on iTunes to qualify for the training package. So take care of that now and we'll see you on the next episode. Wow, what another value-packed episode of The Solarpreneur. Guys, if you couldn't tell, we spend a lot of time and energy to put these episodes out to hopefully give you just one strategy, one golden nugget that's going to launch your solar career to the next level. And we do it all for free. And if you found any value in this episode or it's helped you in any way, all I ask in return is that you just take 30 seconds of your time and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can help more solarpreneurs like you to change the world. And as a gift for leaving us a review, we have a special training package exclusive for solopreneur listeners over at solopreneurs.com. Remember, you need to leave us a review on iTunes to qualify for the training package, so take care of that now, and we'll see you on the next episode.